2: Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot to get to today. People are still talking about January 6th uh-huh. and the video footage that we've seen this week that we had not seen before.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Not just the public, even certain people's lawyers.
3: Yeah, th- this is a, a really disturbing development. Uh, Tucker Carlson, of course, made a lot of news this week. He's showing unseen footage from the Capitol riot. Uh, one of the big revelations, at least to me, was the video of the QAnon shaman guy. ...getting escorted through the Capitol with cops even trying to open doors for him. Yeah. He's passing by like nine cops and no one tries to stop him. Uh, That seems odd. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Chansley is the guy's actual name. He's serving a four-year prison sentence after pleading guilty to the charges against him. One of those situations where, yeah, you keep a guy locked up in solitary long enough and you say, hey, here's a way out, you just plead out. And now we understand that uh, at least according to one of his lawyers, a guy named Albert Watkins, that the lawyer never got that video from the
4: prosecution.
0: Holy smokes.
4: Roll it. The government knew. They knew that Jake had walked around with all of these police officers. They had that video footage. I didn't get it. It wasn't disclosed to me. It wasn't provided to me. I requested it. I filed the requisite pleadings for it, and whether I did or not, they had a duty, an absolute duty, with zero discretion, to provide it to me so that I could share it with my client.
2: Okay, this might be stretching it too far, but I'll throw this out here. Thought that I had watching this last night. So the QAnon shaman, with the Viking-horned fur hat and his face painted... And he, what is it, like a vest, but no shirt? Right. He's in decent shape. You got to give it to the shaman for that. (laughs) Well, yeah. Okay. They certainly wanted to make an example of him. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, he was, more than anybody else, the poster child for the whole thing. Oh, Mm -hmm. he was very recognizable. More than anybody. I mean,
0: immediately, he was extremely recognizable. So Think about
2: this for a second. When you think about January 6th, What's the first image that comes to mind if it's not a group sort of photo or video?
3: The shaman. Yeah, it's the shaman out there, like, standing at the podium and whatnot, going, Rah! Like, (laughs) looking like he's just declared himself Emperor of the United States. Yes. Right. Okay.
2: So, all this whining and screaming this week that has made no sense. We can't let the American people see any of this video that we didn't say was okay. Even people on the left are like, man, you're protesting too much. I mean, a lot of it that Tucker Carlson is showing is stuff that you had an idea. Now, they may not agree with Tucker's narrative, but a lot of people thought, yeah, we should be able to see the video. So Chuck Schumer's of the world, and then you had some of the Republicans, but of course legacy media all freaking out about this. And I wonder why, or think to myself, is it because of the shaman? Because he's the poster child. Yeah, he's the most visible person, and for everyone in the country to know. Wait a second. Police officers were trying to let this guy in to the Senate chambers, and we're trying to unlock doors or whatever. It destroys the narrative, and is that why they're yeah. so freaked out? Well, because of this particular guy. I
0: think so because he also has a menacing look about him, just by the way he's dressed. Yes, you know, and that's a whole other thing. Right. So he plays the role very well. I mean, if this guy was at uh, walking down the the uh, hallway of a of a major mall somewhere, people would pass by and stop. Oh, sure, and go, well, what? the heck is that all about?
2: Right, right. He was dressed up for the day. Yeah, yeah, because you see the other pictures, and not like the shaman dressed like that every day. No, 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 he didn't. <laughs> it was almost like Halloween for him. Special occasions, so, yes, yeah. so, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Because if he's dressed just like your average person. Would he have been made the example? No. Would he be no the focal point? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. So it's because of all those things, mm-hmm. right? Well, and that's why they're freaked out about put people a pair seeing Viking horns on, and you're guilty of everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, man, but it's also the name, the QAnon Shaman. Shaman. So he's the poster child. Yep. You know,
3: it's it. <laughs> he was made an example of. Yeah, he was. And what's really funny to me is that this lawyer, Albert Watkins, yeah. Uh, so he also in part of that interview says, well yeah, he's got mental disabilities. He's got mental issues and he's been diagnosed as such. He has Right. So they take a guy who is maybe not firing on all cylinders and they slam him in solitary, they slap him with all these charges, they get him to plead out to a 4-year sentence without ever really giving his attorney a shot. And this lawyer by the way, very famously During an interview with Talking Points memo, Mm -hmm. he represented several of the Capitol riot defendants. And he said this infamous quote. These defendants, they're all bleeping short bus people. These are people (laughs) with brain damage. They're bleeping r word. (laughs) They're on the GD spectrum, is what he said. I remember that. I remember us talking about that.
2: And the thing is, dude, I'll admit it. I was watching that last night. And I felt bad. And I felt bad for my reaction at the time. Because remember, it was just a few days later, because after he was arrested, his mom made national news because she said he could only eat certain foods. We're like, that dude? The nut?
3: What? I forget what it was. Was he like... It it had to be organic and something like that. I, I don't remember if it was vegan or not, but I knew it had to be some sort of organic food or he'd get sick. Correct. (laughs) Yes, and there's Deshaun. But you didn't know the guy's whole
2: story. But to see how he got railroaded, where his lawyer doesn't get to see the video that would have
3: helped him out, man, that's
2: that's terrible. It is terrible. So, where do do you think it goes from here?
3: Oh, I I can tell you the cynical answer nowhere. I mean, that's exactly why you had Chuck Schumer, why you had most media outlets going out there and totally misrepresenting what Tucker Carlson was even promoting and talking about. They totally misrepresented it Man. so that they can continue to sweep it under the rug. Yeah, who cares? All right, who wants good news right now? I do. Okay, I, do too. I know you can
2: say, hey, nothing's going to come of this. There's a lot of freaking crisis going on for the left all at the same time. Because a lot of independents now know exactly how the left took January 6th and made it into something that it never was. And again, do we have to say, yes, we condemn the violence in anyone that assaulted police? <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah you also have everything that we know about covid and the origins and they're still fighting it Mm -hmm. for crying out loud this is another crisis for them and i don't know if you heard the cdc or the former cdc director robert redfield yesterday this wasn't good for the left
3: yeah the house of representatives had a hearing on the origins of covid and one of the people testifying as you mentioned was the former cdc director dr robert redfield uh he was one of the earliest federal health officials to acknowledge that the coronavirus at at the very least could have and then once he left office said well probably came out of that lab in wuhan but he wound up getting shut out of some of the conversations between anthony fauci and other public health officials around the world really and he was asked why this happened at the in the early early days of the pandemic you're talking like january and february of 2020 Mm-hmm. When he was saying, hey, you know, we got to take it kind of seriously that it could have come out of that lab. I don't think so, Dr. Redfield. We're not going to talk to you
5: anymore. You're not part of the cool kids table anymore. We got something to cover up. As yeah. a clinical virologist that I felt it was um, not scientifically plausible that this virus went from a bat to humans and became one of the most infectious viruses that we have for humans. All viruses are not the same. So when you look at coronaviruses for SARS and MERS, for example, when they entered the human species, which they did via an intermediate, they never learned how to go human to human. Even to this day, they don't know how to go human to human. So you can't equate Ebola with a coronavirus. Now, why do you,
4: why do you think you were excluded from those calls? I,
5: I, because it was, I was told to me that uh, they wanted a single narrative and that I obviously had a different point of view. So done with you. We've got
2: to find other people yep, we, that agree with us. And if they don't agree with us, it'd be a shame if all that funding for you, Mr. Scientist, went away. Because <laughs> I am Lord Fauci, and I control that funding.
0: What we and really, that's what happened. What we really need is virus equity, though. <laughs> it's not fair that they can't go from human to human. Well, I think we all got it now. I think you got your virus equity. Oh, shot in me, you mean? No, it's spread around the world. Oh, that one did, yeah. But I'm talking about the weak ones, the ones that get left behind. Yeah. Those poor viruses. <laughs> they can't They'd like to infect the whole world, they just can't.
2: No. Because that's they've never reality. been given
0: the proper opportunity, buddy.
2: You know what else? What? Their independent's watching right now a dude get an international woman of courage award on International Women's Day and they're like, <laughs> What the where are we? Unbelievable. This is, <laughs> Unbelievable.
3: This, yes, it is. This is just a comedy number, isn't it? I mean, we're yes. living in a South Park episode. So, Dr. First Lady Dr. Jill Biden and the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken. Because she's a doctor. Yes, yes, Dr. First Lady Dr. Jill Biden.
0: Say it twice because uh, it's nice. You
3: have to. Uh, yeah, they, they were giving out awards on International Women's Day, and they bring up this big old fat dude from Argentina who thinks he's a woman, and he's got this... International Woman of Courage Award now from the White House. They're they're pranking us at this point. I'm it convinced seems like of it because I saw I saw that breaking yesterday and just couldn't stop laughing. Like this is this is so silly. You've got this trans activist from Argentina who, by the way, actively can This is this is what was so courageous in part. Uh, actively campaigned to change the name of the National Women's Conference to the. Plurinational conference of women and lesbian, crossdresser, transgender, bisexual, intersex, and non-binary persons.
0: Wow, <laughs> get that on a t-shirt.
3: Yeah. <laughs> In
2: the end, what does that mean?
0: It's a man,
2: baby. <laughs> it's a
0: dude. He's a yes! dude. All right.
2: Golly, where
0: are the women's groups to push back hard on this?
2: There are some, at least you out got, there. You on to social rise media, and they're trying to expunge you. Like, All right, this is they enough. are trying to expunge you. Unreal, man. Yep. Um, and another news out there, Tiger Woods, more controversy. Golly. Have to get into that later. They brought that up on Good Morning America.
0: Now to new controversy for Tiger Woods. His ex-girlfriend is asking a judge to free him from a non-disclosure agreement. She says Woods had her sign. Kenna Whitworth has the details for it this morning. Good morning. we will
2: get to that later, man. Woods. Yes. <laughs> Your theory is anything with S's they give to stray Absolutely, they do. Wow. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. And Washington State wants to start their own ministry of truth. Straight ahead. (music) Good morning to Ben Champ and Robert show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van
3: Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, who's getting their own ministry of truth? Well, potentially at least, the state of Washington. This is okay. all the rage among liberal circles, isn't it? You yes. Try to establish a system by which, well, the government can really monitor what you do and what you think and, you know, potentially intervene if they're worried about what you might have been saying online. Yeah, because uh, they want a communist country. Yeah, last year the state attorney general Bob Ferguson put out this big report with uh, recommendations on preventing domestic extremism. And not really a whole lot about the whole Chaz thing that was going on in the city of Seattle. Isn't that weird? Uh, no, you know where people were actually murdered? Huh. All right, not talking about that. No. So domestic extremism. Yeah, you
2: mean like a whole bunch of dudes saying they're women and people believe them? No.
3: No, no, no. So that no, seems no, pretty no, freaking extreme. Talk talking about you know things like uh, the, the I don't know somebody who may have questions about the 2020 presidential election or you know might have voted for Trump or talked about Trump. Oh my gosh! Oh, so now there's a bill that would establish a commission, and that commission would build on the report and create a get this a public health approach to monitoring speech. <laughs> Meaning we make up our own
2: rules and we decide (laughs) like
3: public health. Yes. I mean, look, you know, I I don't buy into the idea that the coronavirus was released on purpose to, you know, create this sort of or give way to this sort of globalist communist takeover or whatever. But boy, the communists communists are definitely taking advantage of this, right? Because now it's, well, we got to worry about public health, see? we got to talk about online extremism in the name of public health. Okay? That's it. That's the way it always goes. It's for you because we care about you. That's why we want to take control of every part of your life. (laughs) Because you need us and we're going to help. Now, one of the
0: the
3: (laughs) the recommendations in the report, get this, is a statewide training module for state employees to recognize warning signs and establish a system in which friends and family members can refer people for intervention. Man.
0: (laughs) You know, bedwitting in this country is up 60% in the last six years. Easy. These people are insane. These, These are the people. Actually, I think this whole Donald Trump thing should be a diagnosed mental illness. He broke so many people in half.
2: Yes. And they still can't let it go. They cannot let it go. But you know what, man? I do think that so much of it is tech and legacy media that pushed this out there. Oh, probably. Even more than Democratic voters. Because you have your nut jobs way on the far left, yeah, and then you have Democratic voters. As an example, 75% of all Americans want there to be an investigation into the origins of COVID-19. Meaning they want to know the truth. Okay, there are less people, I think, brainwashed than maybe we guess. It's just where do you get your information? And it's from if it's from all the same sources or Vox, whatever, yeah, you don't have a clue what's going on. But I think people want to know the truth. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just nuts. I mean, you think about that as far as the medical field. And I was going to go into this story about Joe Rogan because he opened his own comedy club in Austin, Texas. The Rogan thing with the ivermectin is still one of the all-time classics. Yeah. How big tech and legacy media colluded to talk about ivermectin. He, what, Pulitzer Prize winner? Not Pulitzer. What was it? 2015. Nobel Prize? Nobel Prize. And they call it horse dewormer. Yeah. They tried to confuse people. There were, this was prescribed millions of times. Oh, date. They- and they all colluded together on
3: that. Yeah, it was a full-court press to try to get Spotify to take his uh, podcast off the platform. Because he's not controllable. And now he's
2: opened his own anti-cancel culture comedy club, which is driving people crazy.
0: Perfect. It is. Because that's where it's going to start. This whole thing's going to crumble around comedy.
2: Well, in the Hollywood Reporter, they were quoting on it saying, you know, within the first seconds of the first comic taking the stage, a gay slur was thrown out, followed by jokes about trans people. You know, with comedians? They go after everybody! Yeah, there's... Yeah. The way nothing, it's always
3: been. Nothing's sacred here. And honestly, it's not trying to be mean to anybody who's disadvantaged or underserved or whatever. But the trans thing, especially on the activism side, it's silly. And if you actually just take your politics out of it, I mean, the fact that you had a dude from Argentina get this, like, whatever, International right. Woman of Courage Award at the White House, that's funny. That's objectively funny. <laughs> But you know what those wussies say, but but, but that's punching down. No, it's not. Are you kidding? Are
2: there rules in comedy? (laughs) Since when? But you can't punch down because that's mean. What does that mean? And racist and xenophobic and homophobic. Yeah. No, it's either it's funny or it's not. And for a lot of people, that's funny because it's gotten insane. You don't have to laugh and you don't have to watch it. You don't have to go to this club. You don't have to do any of this stuff. No, you don't. You really don't. You know something else we gotta get to. The FBI director, Christopher Wray. Communist China can take control of millions of Americans' phones with TikTok.
5: Yeah.
2: Get into that next. Lee van camp and robin show jamie markley i'm the general Xer. david van camp's the millennial the sexy boomer scott robbins so you saw fbi director christopher ray talking about china how they could take control of millions of americans phones with their tiktok app
3: yeah you mean they can take over your phone i mean just take it over so yeah he was testifying to uh senators yesterday and said, quote, if you look at the Chinese government's gobbling up of information and data, and then the use of AI and other tools, ultimately supercomputing, things like that, to marshal all that data, to conduct targeting for espionage, and he goes through all of that, uh, data is the coin of the realm. Those who have the best information have the power, and that that's what that enables them to do. And so he talked about, remember the Equifax hack a while back? yeah.
2: Of course, because we're like, oh my gosh, all my stuff's out there.
3: Yeah. Uh, Well, China was behind that, and that allowed them to illegally obtain uh, personal information of nearly half the population of the United States. So it's the control of the data to conduct all sorts of big data operations. Uh, It's the control of the recommendation algorithm within TikTok, which allows them to uh, conduct influence operations. Hey, you like that video? You like this video? You like that video? And suddenly okay, you're basically getting uh, brainwashed, courtesy of the Chinese Communist Party. That was interesting, too. Marco Rubio was testifying
2: on this and said, you know, a TikTok can also control the data, but also drive narratives to divide Americans against each other. And you see that all the time. Yeah. He went on to say, "Um, you know... The difference between you know kids in America and China, because TikTok's not allowed in China, right. is that in the United States, kids are being encouraged to choke themselves out. And we have had kids die here from that. Oh, yeah. The TikTok challenge. Mm-hmm. In China, they're encouraged to focus on math and science and building the country. They know. I mean, they know what they're doing. We're just like, yeah, but it's so funny, the TikTok stuff.
3: Yeah. Eee. And then you got a bunch of idiot academics and leftists who are out there going, well, you know, this the, the blue-haired person who identifies as a frog and a princess, um, <laughs> even though he's a 60-year-old man, well, he's, he's got legitimate feelings and identities, too. And we should make him a part of the military. Right. I mean, it's it's like instead of actually being able to take a step back, everybody wants to fold this all into activism and everything. And, I mean, even if that wasn't China's initial intent, or they, I, I, I can't believe that China would actually uh, expect such positive results so quickly. They're probably thrilled. Absolutely.
2: I mean, when China first said, you know what? They're talking amongst each other. You think we could infiltrate universities in the United States? Someone would have had to say, there's no way they're never going to let us. Yeah. Oh, yes, they will. And they did, of course. Do you think we could, you know, put in money for different people in Congress to help them out? Do you think maybe they'd vote a certain way for us to get our well, tentacles in more?
0: Yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, the upside is, for the education system, we have diversity in kids who can't read.
2: Right. <laughs> Well, it might hurt their feelings
3: to say, it's, you know, you're not, not very good at reading. Yeah. It's not just one population,
0: though. It's everybody. It's the Rainbow Coalition of Kids Who Can't Read.
3: Well, when you, when you really hear the word equity, what they're actually saying is everyone is illiterate, poor, and dependent yes. on the government.
0: Which is exactly what they want. That's yes. equity. Yep. Okay. It's baked into us now. Okay. All right.
2: Well, at least, I'll say this, man. At least the FBI director was saying, yeah, this is a threat. At least you weren't lying about that. Okay, it's that time of the show. We do this every day about this time. Go around the table. We're always looking at all these stories, and it might not be the biggest one, but it caught your attention today, David. What's
3: your story? Oh man, twenty-eight schoolgirls in Colombia were hospitalized with anxiety attacks after they were playing with a Ouija board at their school.
0: Oh, buddy. Oh man. <laughs> oh god. So this has what? happened. Oh, this.
2: Okay.
0: What? No. What? Say it, <clears throat> Mr. <What>? Robbins. <laughs> When my granddaughter was like 12 years old, we were at the mall and we went into one of these game stores and she said, Hey, you know, I'd like this Ouija board. And I remember goofing around with that as a kid thinking "Eh, that's pretty harmless. So I buy her the Ouija board, right? Her mom went nuts. What's wrong with you? Don't buy it. So I had to take the Ouija board back.
2: I remember you coming in to tell me that. Yeah, I know. And before you could plead your case, I'm like, you did what? I know, it's stupid. Are you out of your mind? Right, I know. <laughs> I know. But I seriously applaud
0: you for yeah. admitting that yeah. and not having a little laugh. Right, yeah. yes. I told her I'm the only one that can talk to spirits and talk to you. Right. That. Yes.
3: Well, you know, yeah, so like in November of 2022, for example, 11 teenagers were found collapsed after using a Ouija board. However, it was, la- it was later reported that they had food poisoning. So the school is still waiting for an official medical diagnosis here.
0: Well, the food was fine until they started messing around with the Ouija board. <laughs> it
3: was it was was e. coli. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, man.
2: Yeah, it's armless, whatever. Yeah, I know. Just invite the dark spirits in. Good I luck know. to you. I know. What Have means. fun. <laughs> Good slumber party. Good grandpa. Okay, what's
0: mm-hmm. your story, Scott? Well, uh, my story is about Justin Trudeau yesterday. You know, International Women's Day was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, International Women's Month is currently going on, and we recognize it at the White House by inviting a trans guy on stage. That'd be a real guy, but trans woman, but a trans... That's right, a trans woman. Was it, dude? Yes. Yeah. Well, Justin Trudeau, also yesterday, said, hey, when women and girls are empowered, entire families, communities, and societies succeed. So today... We mark and celebrate the incredible women and girls in our lives. Let's keep working to build a more equal and equitable future. Okay, that's harmless. Well, he went on. And with a disturbing rise in anti-transgender hate here in Canada and around the world, I want to be very clear. And one more thing about trans women are women, period.
3: (laughs) Then why do you have to specify trans women?
0: David, stop asking questions. If they're just women, (laughs) then that should go without saying, right? We will always stand up to this hate wherever and whenever it occurs. Now, I find this kind of interesting. Yeah. Because you call basic biology, Trudeau, yet order your own people to follow the science during COVID. Now, this is hard to track here. Science says it's a guy, and you ordered people to stay inside their homes, lock themselves away destroy their lives because of COVID, because you were following the science, except when it doesn't suit you.
3: And that science wasn't really effective either. You know, I just had this idea now, because, you know, we talked about it earlier, there there was a guy from Argentina who was the recipient of some International Women of Courage Award at the White House. You Mm -hmm. know, we got our big Friday Five countdown coming up tomorrow, uh, in honor of International Women's Day, the best male rock singers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what? That is so forward thinking, David. I'm just saying. I just think it's funny a feminist canceling women by saying men are women. That's. Do they even understand what they're saying? Dude. I mean, I, I just.
2: I mean, some. What is the old statement? Some ideas are so stupid, only intellectuals would believe them. <laughs> oh, and isn't that one of them? Yeah. In some ways? Uh, my story today. It was a piece that I read at the Wall Street Journal, and the title was, Pull the Kids Out of School for a Family Vacation? These parents do. They said, uh, you know, to dodge higher costs and crowds, many moms and dads let their children skip school. They framed Disney as educational? And they're talking about, well, you know, airfare and hotel prices are high right now, but during peak times, like a spring break, they get higher so maybe in the off times maybe a week in february some parents are opting to take their kids out of school for a vacation and they talk to a you know couple of moms to talk about why they would do that and one mom who lived in kentucky said yeah we're going to orlando um then we were going to talk about what they learned about technological innovation from walt disney's carousel of progress attraction and what they learned on their you know ride to and from florida that sort of thing and then they talk to some other people um like educators like a professor at the university of pennsylvania's graduate school of education saying students may benefit from visiting historical sites or museums but also as these trips don't fully compare with in-class instruction <laughs> <laughs> so your reaction was the same as mine right, when yeah. you get
3: to well, that sentence. Well, it's, I mean, I, but it's my kid, all right. If I'm now look, if I'm keeping the kid out for like two months or something, right. then obviously there's there may be a truancy problem. But if I, you know what, if I want to save a little bit of money and take them on a vacation, up yours. Who are you to tell me what to do with my kid? That was my attitude, like six years ago. And I know, and,
2: and you hear it from educators, I understand, well, it's undue, you know, extra work on the teachers because oh, then there's, sweet. you know, these other, you know, make up homework plans and there's this and there's that. And you kind of get to the point where, at least for me, it's like, okay, if you want to call it an unexcused absence, that's fine. You know, if it's going to hurt their grade, okay. But we're not going to be able to do this time together as a family our family we get to make those decisions not you so yeah and I I know for you know for the kids that have been out of school for a while now so would you trade it would you have been back in school what do you think you didn't learn that day that you couldn't learn at some other time right
0: I mean it happened to me when I was a kid how so first major league baseball game I went to I was in fifth grade my dad and one of his buddies uh, took me to Wrigley Field yeah and it was a weekday and my father simply wrote a note saying, hey, we're going to take him to his first Cup game, and he's going to miss this Thursday. Mm-hmm. She lost her mind. Lost her mind, my teacher.
2: Crazy. And like, was it sort of from the angle you of... You
0: cannot take a day off and go to a baseball game!
2: Because school's important.
0: Absolutely. You do not miss because of that. I mean, really. And my dad lost his mind after that. Nice.
3: Tell me um, what
0: I can do with my kids. Uh, yeah,
3: I mean, it's like, well, you can be mad, that's fine, but remember, I pay your salary, so get over it. Right. Dude, I remember taking my
2: kid out of school to take him to a playoff game when he was eight years old. I don't regret it for one second. I'd do it again. Did the school yell at you? I don't remember that as much as the when we took him out of school for like three or four days, uh-huh. that that was a bit of a controversy. You know, it, it, you're Sorry, setting man. an
0: example that they can miss whenever they want.
2: Yeah. I you know, and I think it, it's it's not that you're teaching your kids that school is not important. No,
0: of course. It is, not.
2: but there's also parts of life that are important too. At least my opinion. Okay. If you put a tennis ball in your pajamas, does that stop you from snoring? <laughs> that story's out there. I'm not joking. We're gonna <laughs> <next>, the news <laughs> update. Next. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. David Van Camp.
3: So right now on the uh, House, well, in the House of Representatives, they're having a hearing on uh, big tech censorship and government involvement, and a couple of guys are out there: Michael Schellenberger and uh, Matt Taibbi. Matt Taibbi. Crazy right wingers? Uh, not really. No, actually, fairly liberal people, but also yes. classical liberal, meaning yep. like get the government out of speech completely. Yes good old-fashioned flag-burning hippies. and uh, But apparently they're right-wingers now because they've been handed some of the Twitter files. There are some of the people who reported it, and Democrats want to, uh, I guess, control more of the message and try to say that, no, this never happened. There was no government interference in social media, <laughs> which clearly there actually was. There's yeah. documentary evidence of it. And it's really fascinating to me every time these geezers in D.C. start talking about... Uh, regulating the Internet, how out of touch they show themselves to be. This is Representative <laughs> yeah. uh, Sylvia Garcia out of Texas, Democrat, talking, I mean, just grilling one of the people testifying today. Yeah, you yourself posted on your, your um, I guess it's kind of like a web page, I don't quite understand what Substack is, but... <laughs> what is Substack? You don't understand what Substack is? No. right? I mean I understand if you're not somebody who's online a lot, you may not understand it, so if you don't understand it, then maybe you should just take all the seats, just sit down and and let people who know what they're talking about. Substack an online publishing forum holy pretty so simple shit. concept yeah. What, she doesn't have a staff to prep her? No, I'm not really sure what some staff is. <laughs> yeah, I liked that
2: earlier, too, when someone said so-called journalist. Yeah. Matt Taibbi took issue with that.
3: Oh,
0: yeah, he, just went to, he, he went to the resume.
2: Yeah. I mean, immediately. All these awards and everything else. Yeah. No, I've been a journalist for 30 years. Yeah.
0: Hack. I've written 10 books, four of which were New York Times' number one bestsellers.
2: Yeah. Shut up. Other news, man. Tiger Woods. This is from out of nowhere, dude. You really jarred something loose, Tiger. I don't know about that, but it's Mm. this lawsuit now, apparently, from the ex-girlfriend. I wasn't even sure it was an ex-girlfriend. Erica Herman, girlfriend of Tiger's for six years, taking Tiger to court, according to these documents filed in Florida, hoping to nullify a non-disclosure agreement Mm. that he made her sign at the beginning of their relationship. I think a lot of those superstar athletes do that with anybody they date. Oh, yeah. They, they, they can't talk to. about any of this stuff. Yeah. So she is claiming, well, that should not be enforced because of the Speak Out Act, which provides an exemption in scenarios where there is evidence of sexual assault or harassment. But nobody really knows what she's talking about or referring no. to. You look troubled, Scott.
0: Well... These are always interesting to me because it's a six-year relationship.
2: Meaning? Meaning. If there was something going on, and, did it you stay? One did would've you, would've was g- it at the left end? Or
0: called the police or gone somewhere? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I mean, Tiger Woods, man, that always gets him in
2: trouble, doesn't it? What's that? His putter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, he's... Actually known as one of the greatest clutch putters of all time, to be honest. I don't know <laughs> Maybe if I it's agree with dry. that assessment. I don't know.
3: Hmm. Well, more on that is, is <laughs> I don't know what where it was comes going out. On.
2: But, I mean, it was all covered today. Good Morning America mm. Today show. They're all over that thing. Um, oh, and real quick. This was from Lifehacker, one of David's favorite websites. Mm-hmm. Um, that this life hack that some people have tried to stop snoring Included putting a tennis ball in your pajamas where I you know at least from the story that I have it doesn't really say I don't know if that means if you lie on your Mm. back then that the tennis ball would wake you up and then you'd go over on your side because some people snore when they lay on their back that's what some people think Hmm. I don't know where your mind was going. Well, I just
0: wondered. I was just curious. I might want to try it.
3: I'm uh, actually, incidentally, my sources are telling me that's exactly the kind of behavior that Tiger Woods is being accused of. That could be. <laughs> I, I, I don't just know. What
0: he
2: used a tennis ball. <laughs> Other ways to stop snoring: putting a peg on your nose. I'm not even making <laughs> this up. I, I know. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I don't think it's just our imagination that the left is freaking out by what's going on right now. Uh-huh. The January 6th tapes that people hadn't been able to see before paints a different picture. Mm-hmm. And then more and more information about the lab leak theory that used to be, You're, you're a kook! Oh, god, Science denier! Racist! Mm-hmm. I mean, we're at three years now, right? Isn't is today the day, or David? Were not you saying this was the last normal week three
3: weeks ago? I think, or think three Scott. years ago, Scott had said yeah, that. We saw, I think that was pointed it. That out, yeah, yeah,
2: okay,
0: um, yeah, you weren't allowed to even you you were never allowed to go against Fauci and what he said, or your governors, oh dude, or I your mean, state reps, or your principals, or your school boards. You you were not allowed to,
2: and if you did. You were. It was either eye rolls. Or castigated. You yes. might get that within your family or within your friend yep. circle. Kook, oh, you yeah. know, you're getting a little extreme here. Uh, I don't know about that. You know, all Fauci and all the leading scientists said there's no. It, it came from that wet market. Yeah, but you look at all this information that's come out, and the people in the know say that's not true. Right. That it's almost impossible for that sequence to happen. In nature,
3: and a wet market. Yeah, and to never find an intermediary there, like to never find a series of animals that also had this, where right. it would have made the leap to humans. Yeah, that's a great
0: point. You're right about that. If there, had, if there were, we sure Zach would have heard about it.
2: But you know, I'm watching you know the different news coverage on this, and it's ABC Good Morning America.
3: They're saying you know no consensus yet. Right, right. They like they love that where COVID started. Yeah, yeah. It's only people with the most vested interest in uh, finding out the actual truth and some people with the most expertise, like in the Department of Energy, that seem to think that this happened. But the rest of the the whole lot of other intelligence agencies are saying, well, the jury's still out. Except the FBI. Yeah. Uh, The House had a big hearing to talk about the origins of COVID yesterday. Good Morning America covered it. And I, I think there is an interesting sleight of hand here in the way they report this out. Roll it.
1: It's a question that has haunted health officials for three years.
3: Where did COVID-19 come from? Yes, David? Haunted? Uh, No, definitively. The people at the top, at least, the most vocal people, said, nah, it didn't come from that lab. Come on. No. And to suggest so... It's kind of racist. Mm -hmm.
1: House Republicans holding their first hearing on Capitol Hill. The three witnesses they called made a forceful argument that it started with an accidental lab leak in Wuhan, China. It's an assessment two agencies agree with. The Department of Energy with low confidence, the FBI with moderate confidence. But four other intelligence agencies believe the virus was more likely spread through natural transmission.
3: Also with low confidence. See, that's yeah. the that's the sleight of hand I'm talking about. They always right. say, yes. well, low confidence with the Department of Energy. Which basically, uh, we, we've said this before, this is basically saying, well, we don't have the smoking gun evidence. We probably never will, because China had more than a year to shred the right papers and documents and destroy evidence uh, before they let the World Health Organization come in. And even then, it was under very close supervision. So, you know, I... Like the idea that anyone's going to say, oh, yeah, here is the definitive proof that this came out of this lab. We'll probably never see that. But they're saying, yeah, it's more likely than not. I mean, to me, it's kind of like, you know, I got a three-year-old daughter at home. If I walk into the kitchen and there's a Hershey's Bar wrapper on the floor and she's sitting over by the couch, I don't see her eating that chocolate. But with some confidence, I believe she is the one who ate that. I'll never be able to prove it. I didn't witness it. I don't have video evidence saying, oh, yeah, she ate that Hershey bar. But I'm pretty sure she did.
2: That's actually a pretty good analogy, the whole thing. Because you listen to all these people that understand it. And all of the things that happen around the same time. You're like, okay, there's no doubt about it. And that's why so many of the European countries came to the conclusion and put it out there. Yeah, it's with... Huge confidence that came out of that lab. It's really the only thing that made sense. And then getting back to, you know, Good Morning America and how they do this, and it's all of them. You know, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, all the people that have been hyperventilating all week. Tucker <laughs> Carlson, he cherry picks different things from January a different narrative, <laughs> all that nonsense. When they cherry pick for this story, like Good Morning America did, they're not going to play. The audio of Robert Redfield, former
5: CDC director, saying this. It's declassified now, and I'm sure you all have your classified briefings, but the declassified information now, in September of 2019, three things happened in that lab. One is they deleted the sequences. It was highly irregular. So researchers don't usually like to do that. No. Second thing they did was they changed the command and control of the lab from the civilian control to the military control. What? Highly unusual, and I've been involved in dual use labs when I was in the military. And the third things they did, which I think is really telling, is they let a contractor redo the ventilation system in that laboratory. Heck, you say. So I think clearly there was strong evidence that there was a significant event that happened in that laboratory in September. It's now been declassified. You can read it. Okay. So when did all the sickness start? What was
2: that?
3: Around.
5: Oh se- yeah, September.
3: Around September, yeah. Huh.
2: So many experts really think it came from the wet market. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. All right, sure. Whatever. Okay. um, Merrick Garland, man, man's man, that dude, attorney general, he made a little trip to uh, Kentucky yesterday. I
0: heard
2: that, yeah. He was on a mission because he's trying to solve problems. I mean, he's a trusted man. Right. Okay, and so what what is he
3: talking about now, David? Uh, The DOJ has finished its investigation into the uh, Louisville Police Department, which started after the death of Breonna Taylor, uh, who was shot and killed during a a tragic botched raid at her apartment. Uh, Now, the Attorney General Merrick Garland was in Louisville to deliver the report, and this is about the Louisville Police Department overall and some problems that we found. Uh, Okay.
4: This conduct is unacceptable. The report concludes that the unit's activities were part of an overall enforcement approach that resulted in significant and unlawful racial disparities. Some officers have demonstrated disrespect for the people they are sworn to protect. Some have videotaped themselves throwing drinks at pedestrians from their cars, insulted people with disabilities, and called black people monkeys animal, and boy.
2: Okay. So the whole purpose of him going to Kentucky was to talk about Brianna Taylor and to give his assessment of this police force. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I were to ask you the question, if you had to guess most people in the United States,
3: what is it they don't understand about the Brianna Taylor case? What would you say? Well, probably that uh, she did actually have a connection to the guy that was a suspected drug dealer, and that's why it wasn't a mistake, because that was the original story. They broke into her apartment by mistake, right? and that actually isn't true. They didn't get the wrong place. They did have a warrant there. Um, And again, all nuance is lost, because instead of actually figuring out what happened, people were too busy screeching and burning things down. But the cops just went in there, guns blazing. They just started shooting. No, they got shot at by her boyfriend. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. First. Yeah.
3: Mm Hmm. Hmm.
2: Was that part of the story on Good Morning America today?
3: Uh, No. 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 And why do you suppose Good Morning America does that? Uh, They're lazy and they want to push a narrative. I mean, uh, that's really what it is. And and again you you look through this report and the way Merrick Garland lays it out you you'd think like there's a ton of officers who are like throwing drinks at people. Uh as far as I can tell from reading the actual report it's like there were two officers or two detectives who actually did plead guilty to federal civil rights violations for that last year, last June. Um but that doesn't indicate a systemic issue within the police department at, really at all and I don't know. I mean, you can look at the Breonna Taylor case and there's a whole lot of different layers to it. I mean, there Mm -hmm. there were there was falsified information in the in the in the applications for warrants that the police put in there. This was botched all the way around. But it's not as simple as cops went in and just killed someone for no reason. So in the end, if you're just a person that was just trying to get a news update today and you turn on Good Morning America, you're left with the impression of what? That Brianna Taylor was murdered, and the murdered. Louisville Police Department is rotten to the core. And that wouldn't be anywhere near accurate. No, that's not accurate. And they do that on purpose. Well, it's mm-hmm.
0: backed up by the Justice Department. Right. Yeah.
2: Because it's not about justice, it's about a narrative. And it's really sad, but that's the truth. It's disgusting. It really is. And we have no proof of this. David, I, you have a theory. I don't know if you have the proof.
3: You have a theory about Good Morning America and why Michael Strahan? Well, I do. Yeah, yeah. NFL legend Michael Strahan is now part of the crew at Good Morning America. Has been for some time, yeah. and he has a bit of a lisp. And nothing wrong yeah. with that, right? There's nothing wrong with, with with that, and I certainly would not make fun of him to his face, obviously. Because I'm. A good I mean, person.
2: honestly, you can make the argument for so many people that have struggled with that. Mm-hmm. I mean to say, hey. Sky's the limit. You could host a morning news show watched by millions of people. Okay, watched by thousands of people.
3: Sorry, I said millions. (laughs) That was just not As long as you get a Super Bowl (laughs) ring or two. (laughs) I was just going to
2: say, as long
0: as you're an all-pro defensive player in the NFL. (laughs) That that helps.
2: I admit it.
3: Yes, it Uh, does help. But I have a theory that they hand him the scripts with the most number of S's in it. And one example was from today. Sunny D is putting out an alcoholic version of its orange drink, which is hilarious. Because they care about people. And they want was, nourishment for all. No, it's because there are a lot of millennials like me who grew up having Sunny D or, I mean, mine was Sunny L, but, you know, uh, the off-brand version of it. Yeah, Couldn't afford the D. It was actually Overcast L. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, some people are ticked off because they think oh, this is going to make alcohol more appealing to kids, things yep. like that. Well, Good Morning America's Michael Strahan was the one who was reporting on the controversy with Sunny D. Hmm. We're back now with critics calling out Sunny D. They're the latest company to release an alcoholic version of their drinks, but some people say the marketing of beverages like this is, quote, irresponsible.
0: Okay. So the tequila Sunny D
2: rise? <laughs> in fact the left should love that get those kids drunk convince them of more stuff that's not real jeez okay much more to get to delta damaged a woman's suitcase so they sent her 13 new ones that in the news update coming up Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You no, know, a little earlier we were talking about Attorney General Merrick Garland. Uh, we have uh, uh, yeah. asked, uh, put. Uh, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, he's there in Kentucky talking about how bad cops, cops are, blah, blah, blah. And it's all over, you know, legacy media today. I didn't see it. If you saw it, please let me know. Whether it was ABC, NBC, whatever, did they cover that multiple police were shot in Los Angeles last night? Uh, I, well, I was watching Good Morning America. I didn't see it. If they had, I didn't see it. But I recall. That certainly happened. Um, thankfully, the officers that were shot, uh, were all rushed to nearby hospitals, sustaining non-life-threatening injuries. They're going to be all right. Uh, the CBS news affiliate in LA said that the response from law enforcement was quote massive. It amounted to several square blocks worth of emergency vehicles surrounding the area. They didn't know what was going on. It was part of the division's canine unit that was attacked. So the LAPD was placed on a citywide tactical alert during the incident, meaning the authorities were only responding to life-threatening calls due to the number of resources that were being consumed in response to the shooting. Mm. Is that a criticism? Isn't that what they're supposed to do? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It would seem so. Uh, the mayor of Los Angeles, Karen Bass... She's fantastic, by the way. ...said, I deeply appreciate their service and let them know that their city stands with them. hmm Big supporter of police, mm-hmm. Karen Bass. Yes, always has been. Yeah. Prove it. <laughs> right, exactly. Let the action speak in the future, if you really do feel that way. Just glad that uh, they're all going to be all right. David, you had the story... About a woman,
3: her suitcase was damaged at the airport? Yeah, this is crazy. This uh, this lady, she she is a uh, traveling radiologist, and so she goes all over the country for a little while, does a job, then he go- goes back home to Florida. Well, she always travels with this, uh, I guess, floral peacock-colored suitcase. Well, she was flying on a Delta flight. And it got damaged. The wheel got cracked. The part of the uh, pattern got ripped off and all mm. that. So she put in a complaint and just said, hey, you damaged my luggage. And Delta said, okay, we're going to make it up to you. Well, then she gets a notification that a bunch of packages arrived at her house. She gets home. It's nine different boxes con- c- containing 13 suitcases. That wow. Brand new. <laughs> and she says, well, what am I going to do with all of this? I got to travel light. You know, th- These all won't fit in my truck. Did Howie Mandel show up and ask me to open them one at a time? <laughs> wow. I was like, well, I guess it was kind of an oversight there. But she says, "She goes, I accept your apology, Delta. I'll never fly with anyone else. That's hilarious.
2: Hey, did you guys hear in health news there is a new hormone injection that can sober up drunk people twice as fast? Wow. Right? Where was that at when I was boozing, huh? <laughs> Always about you, isn't it, Scott? It is. I'm... I'm... All these cool things happen after the fact. The thing was, back in your drinking days, if someone said, Hey, are you too drunk right now? Do you need to... A... Heck, no. I'm not... Had... Did you ever once in your life admit you were drunk? After the fact, maybe. After maybe. I made a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. Researchers at the University of Texas Southwestern said they came up with this hormone, again, to sober up people twice as fast. Wow. It's called fibroblast growth factor 21. Our liver produces it naturally, but they found a double dose might help. So they got a bunch of mice drunk and tested it out on them. First, they injected them with a binge dose of alcohol.
3: (laughs) I just picture the ads. I'm Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) I'm, I'm just picturing... Mice drunkenly trying <laughs> to go on that wheel. Right. <laughs> Hold on. Falling you're too. You're trying to go into the maze. And they keep running the wall. You're yeah. too drunk to get on that wheel. <laughs> Let me do it. Give me the
0: key. I call it Uber wheel driver. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, the second experiment, they got him so hammered they passed out. Oh, but fun. the ones that got the hormones woke up twice as fast. That's how they proved the whole thing. <laughs> it's crazy, man. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And biggest story of the day, David, is?
3: Uh, To me, I I think it goes back to the Tucker Carlson Capitol riot stuff, because the lawyer uh, for Jacob Chansley, the so-called QAnon shaman, says that the Justice Department never gave him access to the video that shows him being escorted around the Capitol by police officers. But you guys know the law better than me, Which, but
2: I thought that was illegal. I mean,
3: I mean, that that wouldn't wipe out any sort of criminal trespassing charges. I mean, don't. No. No, I mean, the guy the guy did break the law by being there, but four years in prison for being there when you were escorted by police. There's no way would he would have gotten. No, no, totally agree. Yeah, we'll get to the latest on that,
2: and the left going after Tucker Carlson's hilarious. Next. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Still a lot to get to, man.
3: This thing with the QAnon shaman is really interesting because what's going to happen with him now? Yeah, that's a really good question about what, what any potential appeals might look like. And I don't even know if that's really on the table because he pleaded guilty. He was strong armed into doing it. Jacob Chansley, this is the QAnon shaman from the Capitol riot. The Viking guy, Chewbacca guy, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tucker Carlson on Fox News showed video of him in the Capitol during the riot being escorted around by police officers. Like they're trying to open doors for him. He walks right past a whole group of cops right into the Senate chamber. And you know that whole narrative that the left is going with? Well, the cops were just trying to calm the whole situation down. down. But there was, like, nobody else there. I mean, that's the thing. That's, no! The, the big crowd was over on the House side. If I'm piecing together all the timeline right, based on the video footage that I've seen, it's like the big crowd was over on that side of the Capitol. But in the Senate, it's like you got a couple of people milling around. If the mm-hmm. cops wanted to stop them, if they thought this was an all-out coup, they could have. I'm not really what wasn't an all out coup. Right. right. I I know. That's what I'm saying, though. Yes. It just seems very odd. If you are going with the narrative that this is like on par with or worse than 9-11, like some (laughs) Democrats have done, then boy, the cops really failed (laughs) there. That's
2: Seriously, like, if you if you really believe that in your heart of hearts, you right. need a mental evaluation. You need help. Right. I mean, Maybe drugs, at least temporarily. Something. There's some antidepressants, some anti-anxiety, something to help you. Because, yeah, because you're not of right mind if you truly believe
3: that. Well, yeah, and then seeing the QAnon shaman walk right past him, this would be like on 9-11, Osama bin Laden just walking across the Brooklyn Bridge right. past a bunch of police officers. Like, no, right. they would stop him. Exactly. <laughs> that's, but uh, Jacob Chansley, again, that's the guy's actual name, uh, he is serving a four-year prison sentence after pleading guilty to the charges against him. And one of his lawyers was a dude named Albert Watkins. He was on Tucker's show last night, and he says, I never got that video from the prosecutors.
4: Wow. The government knew. They knew that Jake had walked around with all of these police officers. They had that video footage. I didn't get it. It wasn't disclosed to me. It wasn't provided to me. I requested it. I filed the requisite pleadings for it. And whether I did or not, they had a duty, an absolute duty, with zero discretion, to provide it to me so that I could share it with my client.
2: And he said more about that. Yeah. And I don't know how you could argue with what he's saying. Even if you think the guy's a nut and if you want to believe it was an insurrection... Are you doubting what this is well, saying? Isn't discovery part of the defense?
0: Yes. I mean, you you know, they have to offer up these things. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right, roll it. What happened?
4: Roll it, roll it. Roll it. Roll it. This isn't about you. This isn't about January 6th. This right is right? about our this is about our justice system being so compromised, the very integrity and core of that which we War is a badge of honor for for the entirety of our nation's history has been rendered a vile, disgusting mess by a Department of Justice that was running amok. And they didn't share the video of my client, the footage of my client with nine officers surrounding him peacefully, wandering about, trying to help him, trying to get him access to the, the, the Senate chamber. They didn't because it didn't their narrative and but for you disclosing it uh, i don't know where we'd be i'm sure people will will argue
2: with that i don't know how you can i mean (laughs) flip this to it's the summer of 2020 and that's a black man Mm -hmm. and
3: law enforcement withheld video evidence that would have helped him. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, let's say that it's video of the, uh, of the uh, police precinct in, in Minneapolis getting burned down, and this guy is entering the building. He's seen entering the building as it's on fire, but a cop is leading him by the arm and helping him through, and there's surveillance photos of him doing that. And then the Oops. Minneapolis Police Department locks this guy up, keeps him in solitary for months on end to force him into a plea deal, in which he's going to serve a four-year prison sentence. Are you kidding? We would have Ilhan Omar and the rest of the squad out there in front of microphones today demanding his release. Exactly. You know, maybe we'll get
2: into this a little bit later. Um, I saw a piece at Vox, and it's not that I read Vox a whole lot, but I think, like a lot of us, you're trying to read pieces from the left to try to understand where they're coming from, and do they have a point to what they're saying? Okay. <laughs> it's really something because this particular writer is saying, you know, if you want to understand what's going on here, it's worth taking a closer look at the bigger narrative Tucker Carlson was trying to push this week. We can get to that in the next 20 minutes.
3: Mm, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: It's, it's rich. David, you had a story about guns. Yeah. Guns, guns,
1: guns!
3: guns. Well, I, I thought this was incredible. There's a mainstream media source actually doing a sympathetic story on gun ownership. All right! The kicker is that they're talking about black people in particular buying guns. That's that's why it gets a sympathetic view in this particular article. But I think it's fascinating because it's something we've talked about a lot over the last three years. Well, it, at least there's common ground now. Yeah, it's from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And they point out accurately the history of gun control is rooted in racism. They didn't like black people getting guns. Given that legacy, many African-American gun buyers say they are exercising both a civil and a human right. And they point out that in the last several years, and they they use the time frame of 2014 to 2021, uh, the percentage of African-American adults who own registered firearms nearly doubled. And according to industry figures, as we've talked about, gun purchases by black Americans spiked nearly 60% between 2019 and then 2020. And what happened in 2020? Defund the police, Mm -hmm. rioting, which were disproportionately affecting black communities. Well, and I don't have the numbers
2: in front of me, but I know we've talked about the different pieces written about black women in particular. Yes. The percentages have grown huge of gun buyers that are black women.
3: Yeah, and they say this, it's uh, seemingly innocuous gun control measures, (laughs) well only seemingly innocuous if you just buy everything the government tells you, uh, Mm -hmm. can disproportionately impact black gun owners, especially women. And part of this is because black workers tend to uh, work, or tend to take public transportation in Philadelphia, more than white workers. And then also they're more likely to work in the overnight hours, graveyard shift hours. So they are in the, they're caught in the crossfire a lot. And so the most restrictive gun laws, I love this. I cannot believe that they actually printed this in a major American newspaper. Okay. The most restrictive gun laws in the country tend to be in cities where large percentages of black people live. That's absolutely true. It is true. Yeah, it is. They equate black people with criminals with guns. And the so,
2: Philadelphia Inquirer, you say?
3: Yeah. Well. And the thing is, one black gun range, owner, uh, gun range owner told the paper, before the pandemic, you didn't really see too many black gun owners coming to buy firearms. Then we got a huge turnaround. You saw a lot of black people going out and buying guns because they saw the violence increasing. And we've documented this in the past. I mean, it's, it is true. It's, it tends to be black women, especially, who are also more victimized. Mm -hmm. when there are uh, rising crime rates in heavily black neighborhoods. And so, yeah, they want to defend themselves. And Democrats want to take away that right. So true. You know what, man? It reminds me of this,
2: too. Something we've talked about before, where you feel like, whether it's social media, certainly legacy media, they fan the flames of just race wars all the time. But yet, when you live your life and you go out and that could be if you're playing music with people, you're going to the gym and you're playing pickup basketball, whatever it is, people get along like they always have, you know, by a pretty large degree. Mm -hmm. And you've said the same thing about the gun club, David. It's not about, you know... Well, I'm not going to shoot with you because you're white. Everybody gets no. along. You have a common interest. Yeah, that's the way we all live
3: together. Yeah, whether it's a training, uh, uh, training course or a league or whatever. I mean, it really doesn't matter what race or gender you oh. are. Now, if, you're, if you show up with a Biden bumper sticker, you're going to get made fun of a little bit. But <laughs> you're still welcome to come in and shoot. Right. Yeah. yeah you, you know that's not going to happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Rarely will happen. It depends. It depends on what Where part of the live. country you're yeah. in, I would say. Um another show we gotta get to. And this is from MSNBC. David, you had this. Is yeah. something about Chris Rock didn't address
3: something in his yeah. Netflix special? Well, you know, he didn't address the pain that black people felt oh,
0: for God. when
3: yeah, when Will this? Smith attacked Chris Rock at the Oscars last year. <sighs> uh the article well, reads and we is, don't is, is, are, Hold on a second. Mm -hmm. The
2: All black people? Is this black women, black men? There's no one I talked to that said I felt pain. They're like, dang, that was savage.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, well, well, according to him, it was, according to this particular writer for MSNBC, and we don't need to waste a lot of time on it, I just think it's funny, uh, to the extent that the Oscar slap caused black people pain, Chris Rock did nothing in his Netflix special to help alleviate it.
0: Hey, you know what? Chris Rock doesn't put his script on, give it to you for approval first. No. Okay? He's a comedian. He gets to do what he wants.
2: Oh, my goodness.
0: Shut up. He should have done. He should do. He's got.
2: No. Okay. Do you know who it was that wrote that piece? I forget the person's name. Okay. Jim Unfunny. (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to know, seriously, who do you hang with? I know. Right. Who do you hang with? And what do you think
0: is funny? What do you think is funny? You people don't because laugh. There can't is no be sense the dudes of humor. I
2: know. I guarantee no, you that. No, of course you, not. you
0: wouldn't write something so stupid. Chris Rock needs to feel okay. Hey Wes,
2: okay. You know what? There's another story. Real quick. Don't have to spend a lot of time on it. But I thought you might find this funny. Um, there was a court case in Canada. Two neighbors, nasty argument. Okay, one guy swore at the other mm. and threatened him while ho- holding a power tool. And in the the case, it says, in a menacing way. Yeah. Was it a drill? Who knows? But it was a power tool. Yeah. Could be nasty. In response, the other guy went double bird.
3: Right there. (laughs) Check it.
2: So the, quote, victim in this story, the guy that swore and had the power tool, was appalled and filed a criminal harassment claim against the guy that flipped the bird. For flipping him off? Double bird. (laughs) Yes. A judge has ruled on the case. Please. He didn't think a whole lot of the accusation. Judge said
3: giving someone the middle finger is a god given right. Again. Yeah, and is. it belongs to everyone. I'm a, all right, I'll be right back. I'm gonna open carry my Glock seventeen and just flash everybody the <laughs> double bird for justice.
5: <laughs> I
3: okay. don't know that
2: it's got approved. But it may be a God-given right. It's freedom of speech, isn't it? You
0: know, once the other hand comes out, it's fair game after that. <laughs> You're saying
2: single bird is it no big deal, but you go double, then you cross the line. Yeah, that's, yeah. Is that like a double dog dare? Yeah, it's just yeah, that's fighting then. Yeah.
4: Okay. All right.
2: Uh, judge said it may not be civil. It may not be polite. Not. It may not be gentlemanly. Nevertheless, it does not trigger criminal liability. Even in Canada, that's going too far. If you say, sir, have a
0: look at this, then it's okay because you're being polite. Yeah.
2: All right, a dude got an International Woman of Courage Award next. Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, I know you got the story about the biological dude that got an international woman of courage award. Yeah. I also mentioned the Tucker Carlson story from Vox called the Desperate Pandering of Tucker Carlson. You pick which one you want first.
3: Well, I, I, we mean, I, type both. I do think it's really we can we can get to the Vox thing, but I just think it bears pointing out again, in case you haven't heard, the White House honored a man as an international woman of courage It's unreal, dude. <laughs> and Chelsea Clinton is writing a book about strong women and it's featuring that that obese dude that thinks he's a woman who is the second in command at Health and Human Services, right. Rachel Levine. <laughs> But they're, it's they're,
0: assault on reality. They're scrubbing women. Uh, they're, they're they're scrubbing you. Do you understand that? Yeah, there. I'm trying Do to think. Do you, of you who get was. what's going on here? I mean, I don't understand why women's groups are not out of their freaking minds right now.
2: There was a woman in media, and I'm trying to remember who it was because I saw it on Twitter last night. And usually measured, but it just like had it and said, "I'm tired of men playing dress up and yeah. getting awarded for it,
0: for right? And, achi- and achieving because of it.
2: Yes. Yeah." Yeah, that's really something. I saw this at the Federalist, too. Talking about five brands that are celebrating men in costumes this Women's History Month from Jordan Boyd. (laughs) Yeah. And you've got Apple. Um, First thing Apple users see when they visit the device's app store on International Women's Day on March 8th, a giant red poster featuring a dolled-up plus-size fat positivity activist named Naomi Hartz. So you have them. Uh, You also have Google. Google India's advertisement celebrating equal rights and opportunities for women on International Women's Day features Pekriti Sony, a man who expressed the belief that he was a woman starting in 2020. Then we've heard about Hershey's, especially oh, in yeah. Canada. Her-she. Pronouns. What?
0: Yes. Well, did you see the, the Tucker piece on the weightlifter? I did see that last night. Yeah. The yeah, dude lifting weights against women and winning all these competitions? Powerlifter. Yeah, powerlifter.
2: lifter. Well, what it's ad- a guy! What advantage does a biological male have there?
0: Irv. Did you see the guy? <laughs> yes. We got tree trunk arms on him. I'm a woman.
2: Well, to be fair, I don't think there are any real women or dudes that power lift that have tiny arms, Scott. Dude, this is
0: not a, a weightlifting woman's arms.
2: This, I know. This is insanity. But I would like to see a powerlifting woman's arms next to yours just for fun. No. <laughs> I know what it would look like next to mine. Not well, good. I know what
0: it would look like next to mine, too. <laughs> I think they had to have they ought to combine it. They had to have women's powerlifting and the beard contest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, one of the other brands was Sea Folly. That's an Australian swimwear brand. Mm. Yes. And KitchenAid. Those were the five in the piece. KitchenAid.
3: That we're all celebrating International Women's Day with men. I will not make a joke about scrambled eggs. I will not make a joke about scrambled eggs. <laughs> you just
2: did. You won't.
3: <laughs> you did. I'm still
2: laughing. There we go. It wasn't even a setup. It wasn't a punch. It's just scrambled eggs with the story. That's all you need, really. All right. This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robert Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. David Van Camp.
3: Well, you got this uh, big government censorship uh, hearing happening right now in the House of Representatives, chaired by uh, Representative uh, Jim Jordan, and a couple of the people testifying today are Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, two people who used to be darlings of the left. Yep. Who have now. Uh, across the left because they dared report on well, Twitter working with the federal government to censor true news stories. You know, both these guys, too, for a while,
2: even though still on the left, we've talked about both of them in different stories for years because it really does seem like they want to tell the truth, mm-hmm. which is refreshing. Right, The left won't have it. How dare you tell the truth? Right. And so they're going after Taibbi today?
3: Uh, yeah, they are. And there's one uh, representative uh, out of Texas, a, a Democrat, who is uh, very upset that Matt Taibbi won't reveal who his sources were for the Twitter files. Was it Elon Musk directly? Was it? Gary me now. People don't give up their sources. Maybe. You're asking a journalist
5: to reveal so a source. So then you
3: consider it. Mr. Musk to be the direct source of all this?
5: No, now you're, you're trying to get me to say that he is the source. I, 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 well, I just can't he answer your question. Well, if he is or he answers.
3: isn't, if you're telling me you can't answer because it's your source, well, then that only logical conclusion is that he is, in fact, your source.
2: Well, you're free to conclude that.
3: Well, sir, I just don't understand. You can't have it both ways, but let's move on because.
2: Well, no, he can. He's a journalist. No, he can't <laughs> <two> <laughs> because either Musk is the source and he can't talk about it or Musk is not the source. And if Musk. You're freaking children. Yeah. <laughs> we're not
1: getting our way right now
0: pontificating about law and journalism give and me a <laughs> freaking break
1: <laughs> and if musk is not the source then he can discuss no one has yielded the gentlelady's out of order you don't and get to speak out of the order because not he's, interrupted. The he's not recognized he's not recognized
0: he's not said that i don't there's the people that are running this country yeah it's, it's
3: wonderful well i i do wonder how many people in national media will talk about this dangerous precedent of democrats trying to strong arm. Journalists and giving up sources. The First Amendment died a little bit today, to be honest to me, with you. Democracy is in the balance as far it's as I'm mean, concerned. Yeah, it really I'll tell you is. that right now. Well,
0: somebody, terrible. what? Which rep called him a so-called journalist too? That was my favorite. I forget her name.
3: To, yeah, somebody yeah. did, and then he comes back and lists off with all his resumes. Yeah, <laughs> one <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. The books and he's written. Yeah. So, this is interesting. So, we know a lot from the Twitter files
2: and how much the government was involved in suppressing stories that would have affected the last election. I mean, that's democracy there. Meanwhile, we have the former CDC director saying, Yeah, I was left out of conversations about COVID
3: and the origins because they didn't like what I had to say. Yeah, that was the CDC director at the time under Donald Trump, Robert Redfield. Who was asked, hey, why were you actually cut out? Because he was, when like early, early on in the pandemic, before everything went nuts here, mm-hmm. uh, like January, February, um, you know, he wanted to bring up al- among his colleagues uh, with the World Health Organization, British scientists, Dr. Fauci, NIH Director Francis Collins at the time. He wanted to say, hey, you know, if we're actually going to have a science based approach to finding out where this thing came from then we also do have to consider that it came out of that lab in Wuhan.
5: And after that, they cut him out of the conversation completely. Heck you say! As a clinical virologist, that I felt it was um, not scientifically plausible that this virus went from a bat to humans and became one of the most infectious viruses that we have for humans. All viruses are not the same. So when you look at coronaviruses for SARS and MERS, for example, when they entered the human species, which they did via an intermediate, they never learned how to go human to human. Even to this day, they don't know how to go human to human. So you can't equate Ebola with a coronavirus. Now, why, or, do, you,
3: why do you think you were excluded from those calls? I,
5: I, because it was, I was told to me that uh, they wanted a single narrative and that I obviously had a different point of view. <laughs>
2: which isn't a, a surprise if you've been paying attention. Not at all. There's going to be a lot more of this stuff that's going to come out. It's going to take some time. And again, my biggest hope cuz I know you got that look on your face, David. Nothing's <laughs> going
3: to happen, man. Nothing's going to happen. Except if I am going to take the optimist viewpoint, I I I can crib it from you a little bit and that I do think there are more and more people who are kind of noticing that something's yeah. not right with yes. this. Um, You can only lie to people for so long until people start realizing, wait a minute, what you're telling me and what I'm experiencing are Mm -hmm. two completely different things. Well, and
2: I know the left so much wants to say now, that that whole thing with the lab or the wet market, that's so old news. (laughs) Can we just move past that now? No. Because you've all said we want to prevent another one, don't we? Why are we continuing to fund gain-of-function research? And no one seems to want to answer that question, but we are. I mentioned this story before, because the left is certainly out of their minds about Tucker Carlson this week and showing the video footage from January 6th that we hadn't seen before that paints a different picture, at the very least, than what a lot of people thought. And so, to understand, okay, there are people on the left, their arguments don't make sense, but... There was a piece at Vox, and the title was The Desperate Pandering of Tucker Carlson. And it says, the Dominion Fox lawsuit puts the lie to Tucker Carlson's January 6th revisionist history. I'm thinking, what? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want to understand where this comes from. So in the piece, uh, the writer says, it's worth taking a closer look at the bigger narrative Carlson was trying to push this week. The story of January 6th, and Carlson's extremely selective and misleading telling to his viewers... Let's stop there for a second. Are you saying that what legacy media has put out so far tells the truth? That it was a deadly insurrection. Yeah. I've always said this, that that is unlike any insurrection I've ever seen in my life. There Mm. were no guns. That's not to say, of course people shouldn't have assaulted cops, and it got out of hand, and there was vandalism. And people should be held responsible for those things. But to say this was an all-out attempted coup?
3: Mm-hmm. In what world? It, usually when someone does a coup, there's a step two and three involved. Like, there's, there's actually something that happens. And if you've witnessed the coups and insurrections that have happened in uh, Africa, especially over the last two years, where there's been a dramatic uptick in these types of things, usually it involves... Very menacing looking dudes holding rifles and balaclavas taking over state TV and saying, we own the government now. Right.
2: So obviously that wasn't it. The writer from Vox goes on to say, the story is also about how he, Tucker Carlson, would never do something like that. He loves you, Trump supporters. He respects you. Pay no attention to those texts behind the curtain about how he disdains and disbelieves Donald Trump. He is your loyal champion against your enemies. So please don't change the channel. And he's talking about the Dominion lawsuit and what came out of that Dominion lawsuit. And go on to say, a core problem faced by conservative commentators trying to appeal to a Trump-supporting audience is that much of that audience ferv- fervently believes the 2020 election was stolen from Trump, and those commentators generally do not. And this writer, you can tell as he goes on with the piece, has a really hard time making sense of this. Said, so Carlson and others have attempted to thread the needle by advancing a narrative that the election was, in some abstract sense, rigged or unfair, without outright endorsing the claim that
3: votes were stolen. Uh, dude, we've done it since the beginning. And it, Time Magazine and, talked uh, had a lengthy article explaining how it was rigged, even if you're not talking about stolen votes and you know, Venezuelans hacking voting machines and all that nonsense. Yes. And maybe this writer at Vox should read that piece. Because people
2: were bragging of how they really rigged the election. Because they did. And I remember the first person that said it was my buddy Brady. It's like, yeah, it was rigged legally, but it was rigged. And that was the whole key. Yeah, And it was because of 2020, the pandemic... Voting laws were changed. You saw what Zuckerberg did in all these different states with the polling places. And yes, I'll always think it was rigged. But it was never something that you were going to be able to prove. At least I came to that conclusion later.
3: That's one of the things in the aftermath of the election that I, you know, if you go back and check check the tapes, this is what I was so freaking frustrated with Trump when he's talking about stolen votes and he's got Rudy Giuliani with the melting hair dye and Sidney Powell talking about releasing the Kraken and all of this. And I'm like, dude, if you really wanted to go at this in a serious way, you could actually challenge the legality of having multiple secretaries of state in different states unilaterally changing the way an election was administered. You could do it. I don't know if you'd be successful, but you could actually challenge that. But instead... He aligns himself with these nut jobs who couldn't I mean they were there was the one example of somebody who was trying to talk about voter fraud in Michigan but they they mentioned a county that was actually in Wisconsin or something I mean it was yes. complete nut job amateur hour
2: so that, the person from <laughs> Vox going off what you said said while discussing Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani Fox host Laura Ingram along with Tucker Carlson said, it's unbelievably offensive to me. Our viewers are good people, and they believe it. While Laura Ingraham called uh, Sidney Powell a nut. but well, yes. So? And? And yes, it came out that Sean Hannity said he was very disappointed with Trump and how he was acting. There were so many Trump voters that were disappointed with Trump and how he was acting. Remember it. But to this dude's point of trying to say, well, he's trying to thread this needle. Uh, no. He didn't buy into it, but he's still saying there were things with the election that made it rigged. You just couldn't prove it. That's the way I take it. So as he writes, and this will finish it up, other conservative commentators seeking to appeal to a Trump-supporting audience like Molly Hemingway have pandered by claiming the 2020 election was rigged in some broader sense, by big tech censoring stories about Hunter Biden's laptop, or by states expanding mail-in voting during the pandemic. But Hunter Biden's laptop was in fact covered in the press before the election. And Twitter and Facebook quickly lifted their short-lived limits on a New York Post story about it. That's a freaking lie!
3: Yeah, define covered. Because NPR actually put out a story on how they weren't going to cover the story because it was obviously fake. And when it was covered, it was Russian disinformation. Yes.
2: And they knew it wasn't. Give me a break. So the whole thing falls apart. It's a joke. Absolute joke. Okay. Other stuff out there. You know what? I want to celebrate somebody and at the same time make you feel a little bit like garbage? Did you hear about this dude in Florida just broke a world record? No. All right, what do you think he set the record for? Push-ups in an hour.
0: In Florida, it could be anything.
2: Um, Push-ups in an hour. What do you think the new record is? uh, In an hour?
0: In an hour.
3: Push-ups. I'm going with 8,000. I'll go with 7,500. It's 3,264.
2: We're way off. He's got a lot more work to do. You know what? This guy's 60 years old. 60. Pretty man. good, man. Well, what's, don't look at me like that. 3,264. Said over the last year, he did 160,000 to train for it. And how many? In how much time? In an hour? Hour. Oh, wow. 3,264. I challenge you to do five and a half hours. All right, news update next. You win. right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, Scott, you brought this up. It was three years ago right now. It was like the last somewhat normal week before things really started shutting down all over the place. Yes. And BuzzFeed put out a piece about this. And in the piece... They're talking about uh, celebrities back at that time and some of the things that they did. Some were funny, but, you know, some just didn't age very well. And they're kind of having a laugh at their expense at the time. You know, and there are some that are pretty cringeworthy. You know, Barbara Streisand, one of her messages at the time. really stupid. Other people. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, Madonna in a bathtub. Remember that? called coronavirus the great equalizer, whatever that meant. Do you remember any of these things? It was a pretty surreal time. I remember
0: her being in a bathtub, but that's not a big surprise. And America
3: went, put it away. We've seen it.
2: Yeah,
0: no kidding.
3: Mark Ruffalo doing this message from his bed. And then
2: there was Natalie Portman out in the woods, and you had all the celebrities singing Imagine together. God,
0: that was embarrassing.
2: It really was. They got Will Ferrell to do that, too. Mm. Man, Amy Adams, all those people. So, yeah. What was the Bette Miller thing? Oh, yeah, she saluted housekeepers across the globe for keeping families alive.
3: <laughs> Just so out of touch. It was I unbelievable. about that. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for taking on the risk of coronavirus for me.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, yeah, we all had some embarrassing things looking back on it, whether you were cleaning, yeah. you know, like, Sacks from the grocery store and you got home, whatever it was. But I was thinking, well, what about BuzzFeed? And so I did some digging. March 17, 2020, 15 types of people who are truly the worst of the worst during this pandemic. This is from three years ago. Yes. Okay. So this is Buzz- BuzzFeed three years ago with 15 of the worst types of people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, want the ones who go to crowded bars and crowded workouts. Mm-hmm. And beaches, can't you just stay off the beach? No. They weren't even next to each other in the picture that I'm looking at. And the dance parties, yeah. I went to and then what about those... the people that are hoarding too many things? Right. Well, the yeah the the eggs expire. Toilet paper, and <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, maybe they're getting it for other people too. I, I don't know. Um, and then, oh, and the people that kept their gyms open. Because who wants to be in shape for this thing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The heads of companies that won't give their workers paid leave? Yeah. Some people had to work.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. We can't all be teachers.
2: Yes. Or work at BuzzFeed. Right. The people suggesting vitamins would be a fix all. And that was from a tweet that said, hey, your body is designed to keep you healthy if you fuel it properly. Eat fruits in the morning and. You know, drink water and things like that. You're the worst of the worst. And lastly, people not washing their hands. Oh, yeah. You ought to just call yourself out, too, BuzzFeed. It's pretty embarrassing, everything you've pushed over the last
3: three years. I remember wearing gloves. This is
2: the Markley Van Camp and Robin show.
3: Biggest story of the day, David? Uh, there are a couple of things popping. I mean, one of course is the uh, is the hearing on Capitol Hill featuring two of the journalists behind the Twitter files, mm-hmm. and how Democrats are playing Stompy Foot over that. They're attacking them directly. In fact, saying that Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, the two authors in question, are actually a physical threat to Democrat lawmakers. Whoa! <laughs> okay. I don't know where the hell you got that. Uh, of course, you've got the QAnon shaman's uh, 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 lawyer talking about how he never had access to this. I got an update on John Fetterman too, if you want to get yeah, to that. Yeah. Oh, buddy.
2: There's a lot of stuff going on. All right. This is the Mark Van Camp Robert Show. The Marshley van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Marsley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We've got the Scott Robbins trifecta coming up in just a
3: few. News update, David Van Camp. Well, we have uh, somewhat of a news update of John Fetterman, the Democrat senator out of Pennsylvania, who almost died from a stroke last year, but nobody around him loved him enough to tell him to focus on his recovery, so whatever damage was done is done, and the chance of, a, of anything close to a full recovery now is over, because the... Uh, the Senate seat and him getting the Senate seat in particular, because remember there was time to put a different Democrat on the ballot at the time he had that stroke, but getting him that Senate seat was more important than him being a father to his kids. Yeah. That's so sad that nobody loved him enough to tell him to stay home. Well, he wound up uh, having to go to the hospital about a month ago because he had severe clinical depression. Um, still don't know a ton of the details about what really prompted him going there, but you know, we've heard, and we've talked about it before. A lot of times that means there is a self-harm element to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, not necessarily that there was an attempt, but there was at least the fear that he needed to be under observation and apparently he's doing better and, uh, which is great news. Glad he's doing better on the depression front. Uh, but there's a, uh, a there's a New York Times piece that almost seems like it could have been written by the guy's press secretary that talks about how you know he's having this recovery and and oh these detractors are wondering whether or not he should stay in the Senate ah that's ridiculous and the weirdest thing is that he is having to limit his exposure to news. Because that can affect your mental health, which I understand, but at the same time, he's co-sponsoring legislation from inside the hospital.
2: That's the thing. It's your job, man. And, and I think all of us want the guy to get better and to have, you know, as good of life as you can have. That doesn't mean I ever want the guy in the Senate. I mean, that's obvious. The politics don't line up. And, you know, not that anyone cares. I mean, if someone's going to say, well, do you think he's a good guy? No. But that doesn't mean I don't hope that he recovers and has a good life. But I don't know how you can honestly look at this situation and say, yeah, that guy can do the job as a U.S. senator. Yeah. And yet all these people did it while he was out on the campaign trail. I mean, my goodness, man. I mean, that one piece when he's talking about how he supported fracking. Mm. And oh, I'm not gosh. doing this to dunk, man. But you had people like Bob Casey, all these people after the debate coming out there saying, I think he did a great job. He's a political athlete, and he's going to be able to do just as good a job as he's always done, and he's still doing it right now. You're like, what? You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? And it took a while. Oh. I I, I do support fracking and
0: I don't. I don't. I support fracking and I stand and I do support
2: fracking.
3: That's probably enough. Yeah. And you know how it goes on from there. And and in this New York Times piece, this is incredible because a lot of people did have questions. How is he co sponsoring legislation when he's in a mental institution? And, well, here's how the New York Times does it. Happens all the time, not a problem. Not unusual for lawmakers to be told by members of their staff sometimes after the fact that the about bills they're co-sponsoring. I mean, few meetings, <laughs> there are very few meetings that cannot be handled by seniors. Wow, man. Any lobbyist will wow, tell man. you <clears throat> that if you get as high as the chief of staff and that chief makes a promise to you that the senator will do something, that'll be accepted. It will be as if the senator himself gave the okay. Which I don't doubt that that's part of how that operates, but boy, you are really telling on yourself, because yeah. that, that is a disgrace. Hey, Robbins, you have a book coming out next week. Did you know about it?:
2: yeah. No, I hadn't heard. Yeah, it's, I heard it's really yeah. good, that's. Well, it's a tell all. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I wish him the best, but he can't do the job. Because I, I'm trying to understand this from oh. a medical point of view, David. You're saying that because he didn't take the time, parts of what could have been his recovery are not going to happen now. Yeah. I mean, you think about that when he was saying things that you're like, what? A portion rights
0: deserve to every woman, regardless of where straight.
2: Excuse me, what state that you live? I mean, it went on and on and on. And he said at the time, "Boy, well, by the time I take office, I'll be better." Yeah. And yeah, man, take care of your health first, dude. But
0: you don't know if you he's know. even
2: in right mind to make that decision.
0: Yeah. Well, he he's doesn't make people. any decisions; they're made for him. And that's the damnable misery of all of this. And here's the bill you're sponsoring. Is that awful wife and the handcuffs. Oh, us. buddy. And these people are bad people. No doubt. All right, you ready for your big three? I mean? satan is building a wing now in her honor with her name on it
1: (laughs) are you ready it's the three most important news stories of the day i hit the trifecta well at least according to scott robbins it's the trifecta on the markley van camp and robin show every day at
2: this time for scott robbins trifecta helped by
1: his hero
0: where is he where is he i don't know hi it's me casey where were you you okay? Yes. All right. Jeez. I'm ready. All right. Three. <laughs> His arthritis was
3: flaring up again. <laughs> number three. Three. The, number three, <laughs> the California Teacher of the Year is uh, be- accused of being a diddler, you're telling me. Yeah. Jacqueline Ma,
0: 34-year-old sixth grade teacher at Lincoln Acres Elementary School in National City, California, has been charged with three counts of lewd and lascivious acts with a child under 14 other counts I can't even re- I can't even read them to you. Um, a parent of the 13-year-old called the police Monday evening. She suspected that her child was possibly having an inappropriate relationship with a teacher. Police didn't release any details. The school district said, Wait, "We're only aware of this victim who by the way apparently is no longer a student." According to the statement anyway. We know that our entire school community is stunned. This was a teacher of the year, twice over. How could this happen? Mm-hmm. Well, it did. <clears throat> and uh, now they, are, they have suspended her currently with pay, but uh, she may or may not teach again. And if she doesn't teach again, the Biden administration has a job for her.
2: <laughs> suspended without pay. Pending an investigation.
1: investigation. Mm-hmm.
2: Every once in a while, you just want to just flirt with the law and say, no, that person's fired. Okay, we're pretty confident in what we know, fired. Well, the
0: thing well, is, no. apparently it was a heterosexual affair. Yeah. Which is...
2: Well, dude, I forget what year it was when all of a sudden those sort of exploded. And you wonder, how often did it happen before that, and yeah. no one ever knew? Well, it then happened.
0: you got the typical, why wasn't this happening when I was 14?
2: Well, it did, well I well not of. I can tell you, dude, it happened
3: more than people thought. I do believe. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, with all, and I, I think it's fair criticism. You know, with all the criticism and focus on, on like the Catholic Church and covering up what was going on. Yeah. Totally fair criticism. But man, you really don't want to pick at the scab of public education. If you, I mean, that's that's something that, uh, I mean by stats. You would see a, something that would make what the Catholic Church was covering up well look like minor league stuff. And when you say stats, these are the in order to have a stat, you have to know what happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. And, and the countdown continues. <laughs> and in your case, <laughs> and
2: the countdown continues.
3: Yeah. Uh, the Scott Robbins trifecta: top three stories of the day from Scott up to number two. Yep, number two, Minnesota. You're telling me is poised to become a kidnapping sanctuary. What? God, this is weird, man. I can't believe this is,
0: this has really gone uh, under the under the radar here. Tim Walz, who is the awful governor in Minnesota, decided that kidnapping a kid is a good thing if you do it for the right reasons. He has issued an executive order to ensure the state of Minnesota will protect a child's kidnapper if they promise it was for sterilization or mutilation of genitals. I'm not kidding.
2: Okay, so a kid thinks that they're the opposite sex and someone kidnaps them so that they can fulfill that? Is that what you're saying? He said children, some, live in
0: states where their right to have their breasts and penises chopped off is under threat. Something has to be done, and Minnesota is the place to do it. Now, this is no exaggeration or joke. He didn't state that. He said I, chopped off. I said the chopped off. Okay.
2: <laughs> you said this isn't <laughs> well, a joke. I want to clarify. Removed,
0: yeah. uh, the order literally puts the resources of the state behind protecting people who illegally bring a child to Minnesota in order to subject them to life-altering procedures. This is unreal, man. Well, it's sort of like California, isn't it? And worse, there is literally no long-term research regarding the effects over the years because there simply isn't any research.
5: No, No, they're human guinea
0: pigs. This is an attack by a governor on the rule of law.
2: Yes, it is. Golly. Yeah. Now on with the countdown. Holy down. cow! Heck of a week for the trifecta, <clears throat> Scott. You have really got, you rolling. Have got to add on. Welcome to the Scott Robbins Darkness. How <laughs> well Beelzebub
0: has a bunch of building permits now. It's not large enough to hold everybody. Holy smokes, man!
2: Want another one? Not really. Uh, I'm sorry to,
0: about. I just I had to bring. I wanted to bring that out though because um, nobody's talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's it.
3: great. Good. Yeah. Uh, one. God. You Number one, now. Colin okay. Kaepernick, uh, washout NFL player who made a nice career out of being a victim all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Colin Kaepernick says uh, the fact that he had a white mom is problematic. Well, he's got a
0: new uh, graphic novel coming out called Change the Game. And in that, he's recalling disagreements he had with his parents.
2: He attributed all this to racism. Wait, hold on. I read a piece like 10 years ago when he was an emerging star... Mm -hmm. and had these great things to say about his adoptive parents. No longer? No, no, no no one's paying attention. He needs that right
0: now. He said, and I quote, I think it was important to show that uh, this can happen in your own home and how we move forward collectively while addressing racism. It is perpetuated by parents, white parents. They adopted him, by the way. What was racist? Well, he did illustrate one specific example of this in, in the novel. Depicting a fight he had with his parents during high school over his hairstyle, he said he wanted to look like Allen Iverson, wanted the braids,
3: like his parents, Yeah,
0: yeah. His parents said no. Obviously, that was racism.
3: That those are conversations that happen in every household, single household. I mean, that's you're not going to spike your hair like that, or you're not going to you know dye your hair purple or whatever. I mean, that's. That yeah, happens I had all a the time. Number of hair fights,
2: for
0: sure. He said that his mom said, if you style your hair like that, it doesn't look professional and you look like a little thug. Okay. This hurt his feelings. And so? His parents are obviously racist. Now, Jamie, I'm going to ask you a question. Maybe David the same. People are obsessed right now with everything. My parents didn't like my hairstyle choices either growing up you're you're starting to go bald you mean cut your hair oh you mean it was too long please <laughs> flowing locks for many years i know you did and you yes, know what they were right they
2: were right well, my parents weren't right i mean my hair was cool <laughs> they would have let me grow it out just a little bit more yeah i know but you know uh dude what's this guy got left I mean, Joe he has got it, in the deck. It's, it's it, That's it, it. it. That's it. That's it. Okay. And there you have it. That's the trifecta.
0: God, your parents adopt you.
2: Yeah. I mean, they
0: bring you into the family so you have a better life, and you did. Yes. And this so is how you treat it later. If
2: you're gonna be adoptive parents, you can't bring up hairstyle. Okay. The hell, you can't. Good one. Keep that one in the tip jar. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: All right, another news update, and Nimrod's in the news. A good one today, straight ahead. All right. The Marley Van Camp and Robin Show Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Joe Biden gave the Black American of Courage Award to Robert Downey Jr. for his role in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Thank you, Battle on B. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: because they gave the International Woman of Courage Award or something to uh, a dude from Argentina. Biological male. That is correct. But you have a news update, including Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden's given a speech about trying to reduce the deficit, or is he still calling it deficit? I'm I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, and he says that he's going to reduce the deficit, even though he's he's really not. Even the Congressional Budget Office is out there going, no, this is going to increase the debt overall by like $17 trillion or something like that. It's crazy. Of, Over the next ten years, it's but. precision
2: jobs math.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though, he says our climate change initiatives—that's actually—that's—that's that's saving you money. All right. Okay.
4: That's why I took the most aggressive action ever in all of history in any country to take on the climate crisis by lowering your home energy bills. <laughs>
3: whose home energy bills are lower right now, honestly. Yeah, no one's. No one's. No, it's it's just...
2: (laughs) You might as well laugh. I don't know what else to do anymore. It's just flat-out lying to people, but saying precision jobs and booting it through to say lies. And with that, we go to Nimrods.
1: When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
0: I love the poorly educated.
1: All right.
2: Nimrods in the News. This was in Florida the other night. And, well, not a good ending to something that... Apparently, three people were excited about it at the beginning. It was one of those sorts of events the other night where three three people decided yeah. to do some exploring. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> got it. Problem, 67% ended up in jail. How did that happen? Well, during this romantic interlude, uh, there was an argument. Still don't know what exactly that was about, but things, I guess, got a little violent. So you had a 31-year-old guy, a 20-year-old woman... And they both struck a 29-year-old female victim, okay, and apparently they stormed out of the house. Guy also threw a cinder block through the back window of the victim's car. Dang. Good news, no one was seriously hurt. Female assailant was just charged with battery. The man also hit with a felony charge for throwing a deadly missile. Watch it, both of you. Watch it. Hard to throw it. Okay, and that's Nimrods in the News.